Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I know. Doesn't normally rain in this desert. But Summer, summer's done now, right? And it's yeah. annoying, right? Because I've been, I've been training hard. I've been been dieting hard all summer, right? right. And now you know I've got I've got some guns. Right. Can't even get can't even get my top off. Just do it anyway. Just do it in here. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just do it anyway. You're a, you know you're a country man. You're made of strong stuff. People are, speaking of people who aren't made of strong stuff. Yeah. You notice that it's just me and Cow here today. Yeah. So T, what's wrong with T? He's been on this healthy eating thing lately. And I keep saying to him, stop it. Stop eating like that. Eat like a normal person. Eat kebabs with ketchup on for breakfast and shit like that. But no, I want to eat healthy. I need to lose weight. My doctor. And now, yeah, and now. <laughs> My doctor. Yeah, and now, look at him now. Not so smug now, is he? Lost some weight, though. He has. Done well. Done well. Marvelous. But what is wrong with him, though? He's just got sniffles. Oh, and that's why he's not here? Truly, yeah. So just because of sniffles? Just because of sniffles. So when when people, when people other people on this podcast get like stuck in traffic through no fault of their own on the other end of the country and yeah. he has like a little paddy. Yeah. But but this is all right because he's, got, he's just got, sniffles, got a bit yeah. of sniffles. He's got sniffles, yeah. That's it's, disgusting. It's It makes you realise, doesn't it, really, about you know what people are made of. It's a yeah. shame. Yeah. When, when the going gets tough. Yeah. You know, the lem sip comes out. Yeah. Look at you. I mean, I've, I've sacrificed time away, you know, yeah. on a Sunday. Come yeah. and do this. And, and he's what, in bed, is he? In bed with a lem sip. Yeah. Hot water bottle. Deary me. Disgrace. Tweet him at Felonious Filth and tell him what you think of him. Hashtag disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let's um, let's do some catching up. Uh, let's talk about the Ireland show in a minute. Yeah, because that's kind of really all that's kind of gone on uh, on this side of the shores. There's a few bits and pieces going on with America. I want to talk about Dzone very quickly. Okay. So I know we haven't put it in run order, but we've now started to see a few things being made. Saunders and um, and Andrade's going to be on Dzone that type of stuff and. Yep. Uh, what has your vision of of your idea of what Dazone was going to be and 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 how what a force it was going to be? Has it changed at all? Um, when the deal was first announced on this podcast, I said he's going to Hoover up Al Heyman fighters. Now mm-hmm. I thought he was going to get Spence. I thought he was going to Hoover them all up. For one reason or another, they've all stayed loyal to Al Heyman. They've all stayed there. Um, they've all stayed loyal to PBC. Uh, he's not really signed any elite top names yet. Mm. There's talk about Manny Pacquiao, uh, perhaps signing him, and then perhaps putting him in with Jesse Vargas, who seems to be like the biggest name he's signed mm-hmm. stateside. Yeah. Um, which there's no point to that because they've already fought. Um, so I'm a little bit disappointed with how it's gone. I we all had these grand things. There was massive numbers thrown around, billions of dollars, and all of that. And I thought, oh, he's going to do this. He's going to yeah. do that. It's not really come to fruition yet, but it's early days. Um, what is what I think is good about it is that he's using this platform to get 
his British fighters opportunities. Yeah, so that was my next point. So we, we're going to see people like um, James Tennyson. Yeah, James Tennyson and yeah. uh, Kid Galahad and yeah. uh, who else? Who else will be fighting over? So obviously Billy Joe Saunders is a part of. Yeah, Scott Quigg. Scott, Scott Quigg's going to get. He's going to be on that card as well. Uh, and obviously um, Johnson against. Um, yes, Perturbiev. Callum Johnson against Perturbiev. Yeah. So he's getting his like British fighters, Matram fighters, opportunity stateside through DAZN yeah. and you know so I think that's really good that's really good for them but I don't know when when the when the figures were thrown around the money was thrown around I yeah. thought oh he's going to do this he's going to do that because there seemed like there was an opportunity there what, why do you think that might be do you think do you think it might have been where some of the American based um, promotion or, or management or however you want to describe Al Heyman and you know and, and people like Richard Schaefer and that type of stuff have gone perhaps realised that it was a bigger threat than perhaps they thought of before and have gone had to double down with their guys and say look you know, we'll, we'll do this, we'll do that to make sure that anything that you're being offered is, you know, is being counted. Is yeah. that... Possibly, possibly, yeah. I've, perhaps they're going, okay, don't worry, we'll pay you this for the next fight. We'll get you dates for this fight. Mm. Um, there's, there is a little bit. There's been, there's some history of this because I don't know if you remember a few years ago when Rock Nation Sports started, yeah, and they tried to sign Adrian Broner, didn't they, yeah. for a massive amount of money, and Adrian Broner stayed. And the same things happened again. Eddie Hearn offered him a massive amount of money, yeah, and he's gone, nah, no thanks, and he stayed. So I don't know. Maybe perhaps it's a contractual thing. Maybe they can't get out of their contract with Al Heyman. Maybe they have something in there where. You know they have to stay with him. Perhaps it's it's a mystery. It's a mystery because Al Heyman's an advisor. He's not a promoter. No, of course. So the way I looked at it, and a lot of people looked at it, was there's a gap there. Yeah. There's promote. There's a gap for Eddie Hearn to become their promoter, and Al Heyman stay as the advisor. Mm. But perhaps he's got something in the contract where they can't they can't leave like. Well, that. we've not really seen that work anyway. You know, no. with the people like James Segal and Lee Selby and people like that. Have yeah. We, so. No, he they, they Al Heyman. Is Joe Joyce gone with Al Heyman now? Is I hear. I think he he's with Richard Schaefer, isn't he? Yeah, he Richard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. A, I don't. I thought I heard a rumor that that, that was they were signing with Al Heyman as well. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Who's his trainer now, Joe Joyce? Um, <sighs> who's he gone with? Uh, I've forgotten. Abel. Oh, uh, with Sanchez. Mm. Oh, of course he has. Yeah. Oh well, like, it's good that he's not here then, because mm-hmm. he'll be raging. Yeah. <laughs> let him rage. Let him let, him, let his cold rage <laughs> over his. Over his cold body. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. It's just something interesting because I was reading something on the way up. But I think um, for, that from the, the the stateside side of things, that either way it will help. Whether it ends up being as force of to reckon with as as I'm sure Eddie and Dizone would want it to be, or whether yeah. it ends up being you know maybe mid card sort of, of of type level to start with. But it'll actually make everyone sit up and take this and, and either go right, right. We need to start either up in our game which yeah. is not to say that the game wasn't there anyway I just yeah. think they've looked at it and saw that pay-per-view numbers in terms of what people pay for pay-per-view is that there is a Netflix type subscription there's scenario a, there's a gap could, in the market exactly that but could work. ESPN Plus yeah. are doing that now true, and they're yeah. $5 a month I think Yeah, you know if you're paying for Showtime and you've got HBO for the bits and bobs because they're on their ass, aren't they HBO yeah. they're not really doing anything but they're doing their little bits and bobs. Showtime, you know, have picked up. Mm. You know, we're going to talk about Fury and Wilder in a minute. They've got a lot of the big Al Heyman talent. Showtime, and so if you're if you live in America and you're a big boxing fan, you're shelling out a lot of money to watch yeah. boxing. If you've got HBO, you've got Showtime, you've got ESPN Plus, DAZN, and then any pay per views that come around, and then these little bits and bobs channels that yeah. that get that pick up the Al Heyman fights or pick up these quirky little fights that go on that nobody else picks up. Mm. It's shelling out a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, there is a gap in the market for a Netflix type thing, but because it's worked in other sports, you look in 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 big sports in America. So NFL obviously have have the NFL network, and we were just talking about WWE network yeah. and, <laughs> and that type of stuff. Um, it just seems like the future of of the way sports broadcasting is is going to go. I think. Yes. Yeah. It, because like you say, well, people will just get fed up. I mean, like we get fed up now. I mean, Sky, for football, for example. Yeah. You know, I'm boxing now because obviously BT and, and Sky. So you're paying Sky, you're paying yeah. BT, pay per views on top of that. Yeah. Uh, well, think about what's coming up now. You know, as soon as we're talking about TV now, hmm. before the end of the year, there's going to be Anthony Joshua on the 22nd. Yeah. Then there's going to be Grove Smith on the 29th. Ninth, yeah. Then there's. Josh Warrington and Frampton potentially before the end of the year. Yeah. Fury and Wilder potentially before the end of the year. Both, all four of those are pay per view. Yeah. And it's September. Well, it's nearly September in a week. It's September. We've got to, you've got to squeeze in all of those pay per view cards into the next three months. Yeah. But then it goes kind of chicken and egg situation. A little bit, yeah. Don't you think because you go well, they're the fights that we want to see. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not fussed about you know Joshua and 
Povetkin, for nah. example. But what I'm saying is, yeah. people that are, you know want to see Anthony Joshua, obviously, and and but yeah, Franklin Selby, if, if perhaps if you're a bit more involved than, than a standard kind of one that just watches Anthony Joshua, you're going to be interested in that. Then, then I suppose you want to see them, and if you if we have to pay to watch them, then or have to pay to get them made, you know, I think Frampton, um, uh, sorry, Selby and, and Warrington now. Frampton and Warrington. Uh, Frampton and Warrington. Sorry. Frampton and, and Warrington. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, Carl Frampton. I think, a that's, a, I fight, think that's a pay per view fight. Yeah. Frampton and Warrington. I think obviously Fury and Wilder is a pay per view fight. Yeah. Um, Joshua is Joshua. Joshua's pay per view if he fights you. Yeah. You know. So where, where are you with uh, again? Because with this whole UK and and US, we'll probably talk about it when we talk about Fury and Wilder. But are you are you one of these people that have the opinion now where this is where it's at now the UK? So if you want the big money and this is where where money is going to be at, so you'd say over Vegas for example. I've made or does it does it matter with or is it mainly with a massive massive fight would still let's say Canelo Golovkin where does it need where you know you wouldn't dream of it being over here would no, you? no so this no. is what I mean Vegas is still the mecca that is still the mecca it's where throughout history all the the biggest fights have been but have you not seen this I just sneak in now people going you know London O2 Arena that's that's and I'm we like, can't it's not. compete we yeah. can't compete with that casino money no people and I I think people see. The Wembley stadiums, the 80,000, they see the Millennium Stadiums, 80,000, and they think, oh, we're the biggest now. They look at the, the stadium size. But do you think that's what it is? People may be not confusing, but looking at the crowd and interaction with crowd rather than actual pounds and We've pence got the best crowds. Yeah. We do the best in terms of people putting bums in seats. We're much better than the Americans. Yeah, yeah. PBC have to give tickets away. Mm. They're doing half, they half fill the Barclays Centre. Yeah. You know, I went to um, Trout against. Um, Trout against Charlo yeah. in New York. It was half empty in there. I got tickets like a few days before. Mm. They don't do nothing like we do. We, in terms of putting bums in seats, Eddie Hearn and even Frank Warren now to a certain extent. He's yeah, stuck. I mean that was great. Frank's, I mean Frampton's an easy sell, but Frank's still doing bits. Yeah. He is. He's nowhere near Eddie, but he's doing bits. Mm. You know they can't compete with us in terms of putting bums in seats. Oh, by the way, America. In terms of putting bums on seats in America, if uh, any American listeners, I'm in uh, Denver. Uh, for a week in September uh, let me know if there's any decent fights or anything decent locally going on in, in Denver that is worth me going to see any small hall shows anyone that knows of that that would be very appreciated sorry mate carry American on. crowds are great at sports they're they're very knowledgeable and they're very passionate they're not like us they're not like Sweet Caroline and all that shit they don't you don't see you really them. hate the Sweet Caroline stuff don't you uh, do you know what I quite like it do you know what in Belfast in Belfast it was fucking brilliant yeah I actually recorded it on my phone it was amazing and when I went to Belfast in November but yeah I don't hate the Sweet Caroline thing I I I hate being at boxing and it's completely empty until the main event and then everyone piles in and all yeah stuff. but that's that just kind of annoys me yeah but um, that's 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 just as that's just is, yeah that's just the way it is people yeah. aren't interested in fucking eight rounders or right. the British title you know people like us we love the British title but also if you're sat up in you know, in like, the gods yeah. we, we tend to have quite good seats when we go but if yeah. we yeah like that time we went to go see Joshua against Brazil that's disgusting uh, just for George just to watch Groves and Murray wasn't it yeah, and yeah. we were at 80 quid and up at the back and I said to you didn't I as we walked in I said I'm never doing this again no no, because I, who I, the fuck cares about whatever's on the undercard no. when you can barely see it? Anyway. No, I agree. I agree. Um, no, I don't hate this. I was so Caroline. angry with you that night. I don't. Yeah. It wasn't even your fault. No, because I knew where the tickets were. Yeah, but I didn't realise it would be that shit of you. You pay eighty quid. You tend. You expect to be perhaps near the front of the upper tier. Secretly living with you. And do you know what yeah. the most entertainment that night was? The three of us arguing about who was better, Michael Buffer or. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Lennon Jr. Jimmy Lennon Jr. Yeah. is much better. Um, <laughs> anyway, all right. Sorry, we got off topic. Let's let's talk about let's talk about um, Belfast. Okay. Mm. Yeah, Belfast, Windsor Park. You know, I kind of, once it started raining, I was no longer jealous of all the people there. Yeah. Because Belfast is something else. What it's, road? You, what road did it get covered up? Road two three. It was like two three. Yeah. yeah. Frank was. I was fine. waiting for Deontay to stick on a, a, a translucent cagoule. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking good, Wilder, wasn't he? I love Wilder. I think he's great. I love him. I think he's brilliant. And he always comes. He come, the things that you see in print that he says yeah. are nothing like what you see him say on TV. You saw him spend a lot of time with um, with some kids and stuff as well. Who had come to the to the press conference before in the weigh-in and yeah. stuff. And there was a few um, disabled kids that he went and spent some time with as well. You know that doesn't always get picked up. Obviously, he's got um, 
he's got a child with, with dis- disabilities himself, so yeah. I'm sure that that uh, hits home a bit more than than for most. But uh, yeah, he, 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 I think he it was a good visit. Yeah, I way. think he comes across really well. Yeah. I think I really like Wilder. I like the nice part of him, but I like that kind of crazy part of mm. him as well. He sometimes crosses the line. You know, he, he said something about Dominic Brazil was a little bit much. Yeah, um, but. I think he's great and he's box office isn't he it's like he's technically not great yeah but you know he can knock anybody out in the world oh yeah there's there's not a I would watch yeah. a Johnson Wonder fight every time even though knowing that he's not yeah but then saying that you know technically he's not that good and stuff like that but is that is that what makes him good is because he isn't you following these technical rules you don't know of, what of how he's do. yeah exactly yeah I think there's a possibility of that okay oh we got off subject again anyway let's 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 start I want to start with Paddy Barnes right okay because Paddy Barnes went for a, a title in his sixth fight yeah which you know he's dared to be great Blood, if you want to press it that way yeah, yeah. Um, but got stopped and got stopped horribly yeah I I was doing the, the scoring and I I thought um, I thought Paddy Barnes was in it yeah I thought he decided that because Christopher Rosales was massive wasn't he yeah. he was a massive flyweight mm. he was like 5 foot 7 or something he was really tall and you could see he was the puncher in the fight back for a flyweight and a back on him yeah. oh my god he was really tight at the weight and but he was you could when he let a big shot go you could hear it mm. you could hear the fud so he was he was he, he was what you call heavy handed like he was a a fudding puncher yeah um but Paddy Barnes was in it. He never looked hurt at any point. His legs never went. There was never a knee dip. Yeah. And he was. He decided to take the fight inside and get close. And he was landing a lot of good shots, but he never bothered Rosales. Yeah. But he was in it. He was absolutely in it. And he was. I think he. I, it was only the fourth round. So. Yeah. But he definitely won at least one round. He was doing okay. Um. But Rosales was too big for him, wasn't he? he was and he finished t- him in the fourth round with an absolute monster. But actually, saying that actually at the time, yeah. I thought, oh, where's that come from? Yeah. But you saw as it landed right underneath, underneath yeah. that central part of the rib. Yeah. It was like that, an uppercut, wasn't it? Into that the body. is, and if you've ever had a, a a body shot that has actually sent you down, I'm telling you, it is. Oh my god, it's hot. It's horrific. Is it a winded kind of feeling? It's or like is it... it is like a winded type of feeling, but it's like it's you feel like like you're going to be sick, right? But but you've already been sick, right? But it's coming back. I, I don't. I can't describe it. It's literally like. So I had I had a body shot was that literally broke two ribs in it at one go, right? And at, for the first seconds, it was like, oh, what's that? And then, I don't know. It's weird. It's like some kind of orb in the center of your body, but it gets bigger and bigger and bigger over the space of two milliseconds, and then explodes inside you. Right. It's. I can't describe it, but it's horrific. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Getting punched in the bollocks. Yeah, getting remember yeah. that feeling of getting punched yeah, yeah. where it takes that wind out of you. It is like that, yeah. but much more intense. Right. Uh, yeah, but it was a, a horrible, horrible shot, and uh, I mean that's what I didn't expect him to get stopped. No. If no. I'm honest, I actually didn't expect him to get stopped. I thought he would grind it out because he is Paddy Barnes is a fucking tough son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was impressed with with with, um, was with Christopher with an F. Yeah, weird, isn't it? <laughs> Christopher with an F, yeah. Mark with a C. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, um, no, I, I was impressed with Rosales. He was very, it was, I probably, I after watching a couple of rounds, I thought, yeah, Rosales is going to get him out of there. Mm. Just because he was so heavy handed. But Barnes was absolutely living with him and he was doing well. I think the guy was just too big for him. He was just too big for him and it's hard to see now what Paddy Barnes does because he's 31. He can come again though, can't he? 31 for a flyweight is old yeah it's he had to do it now and I fair play to him he had to go for it now because 31 it's not young, you know a heavyweight 31's fine for people that don't know Paddy Barnes' history so this is only a sick fight yeah. so he's an elite amateur yeah yeah he's an elite amateur he'd been to Olympics I think he'd been to three Olympics you know he's an elite amateur he'd been there and he'd done it and he turned over late and he's trying to make as much money as he can yeah and get out so I don't know what he'll do next maybe he the problem sometimes for elite amateurs is that people don't want that work either. If you're a champion looking around for a voluntary, even yeah. then, you know, or even a step up type of voluntary for a youngish type champion, yeah. people don't want that amateur work. But if if they're not of massive amateur pedigree themselves anyway, because yeah. it's very difficult to look good against it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Rosales did a fair play, but if you're not like you say as heavy-handed as that, yeah. it's difficult. I understand it's difficult to get people like that, you know, matches again. 
Well, look, you know what his route would be to try and get some domestic type matches with someone Andrew like Andrew Selby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Andrew Selby's around, and he's I think he's suspended at the minute. Andrew Selby, did you read that article? Yes, yeah, he's yeah, suspended yeah. at the minute. So hopefully he can get back soon, and something like that could be made because mm. Andrew Selby's just kind of ticking over. He's mm. not really done anything for a while, but he's talking about he wants to fight Rosales. Well, he's gonna, but like I said, it's a bit domestic, and that would be good for, yeah. for for Paddy Barnes. But he needs to get back out quick. Yeah, he needs to get back out quick and get back at it. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about Tyson Fury then, because like I said, it was uh, it was it was boring, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, to an extent, yeah. But then it was also quite nice to to watch him, to go, right, oh, okay. It, because what what struck me about the Fury fight was that um, he he was doing different things throughout it, as if it was a training spa, which is essentially what it was. Yeah. You know, you go and spend two minutes on his chest and, and just and work like that and then keep it long and then switch into Southpaw for a round and all the rest of it, which... which And it wasn't, like, done in a, in a show-off-y type of way, like, you know... Just going through the motions and yeah. getting around it. So... It was. It was. Yeah. It was tricky to watch because you know it. Like, yeah. This isn't. It was hard. It was, and I think he was much better than the last fight, than the Safari fight. He came out from the first round with purpose. But it doesn't show that this. But he was right to probably go at these types of levels. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because you could see, like we said after the last fight, he looked really nervous. Mm. He was really not quite sure of himself. He's obviously had his, you know, his mental health issues and stuff like that. And I think those are absolutely real. and I think that, you know, he he wanted to just ease himself back in. I think this fight was fine for him to, for, as a second fight back. Um, and I thought he looked much better. Looked better? Yeah. In terms in, of physically, in himself as well, didn't he? Aesthetically. Yeah. And I thought he was much more purposeful, especially early on. His jab was there. His feet were there. He looked, had a bit more purpose about him. Whereas in the Safari fight, he was just dicking about, to yeah. be honest. But this fight, there was much more urgency about it. I did kind of want to see him go for the stoppage. Mm. And there was times I thought, oh, he's going to get him out of here now, and then he'd kind of step off again. Yeah. I think I think his his uh, trainer Ben Davison wanted him to do the full ten rounds. Mm. There's a clip there where Tyson Fury says, "Should I get him out of there now? Should yeah. I get him out of there?" And Davison says, "No, no, no, no." So I think his trainer wanted him to do the full ten. So I'd like to see him get him out of there just to give us a bit of excitement for Wilder yeah. because you look at the Wilder fight now and you're like, mm, it's like you'd probably pick yeah so up. let's not talk about a fight particularly because it was just a glorified training session but, yeah um, in terms of there were a smattering of booze at the end but do you think part of that for me was you know, it's late waiting for Carl Frampton yeah had a drink yeah not the most exciting I think people wanted people to don't, see people don't I, what I'm worried about right, right is I'm worried that people are going to go oh he's not knocking people out he never did no he was he never he didn't do this anyway really no, no. you know he, so he'd normally like beat people until they quit yeah like Chisora, mm. Chisora did Christian Hammer, like people like that. He just there, there was not, there was a lack of kind of spite. Yeah, there wasn't much spite in his shots late on when he looked like he could have got him out of there from round seven onwards. He just lacked a little bit of spite, so I can see why people got annoyed because yeah. it was like you can get this guy out of here, get yeah. him out of there, and he didn't want to. So I can and there's get a huge it. amount of goodwill towards him. Yeah, from from the type of people that are going to these shows and and uh, you know I dare say. You know, Irish fans in, in general probably have a quite a lot of good feeling towards Absolutely. Tyson Fury, so you know they're willing to you know for not to have to sit with stick when people say to him, well, Josh is going to get him out of here in two rounds or whatever. But yeah. um, okay, so well let's talk about Fury Wilder. So by all intents and purposes, it's made. It's, yeah, uh, we're still waiting on dates and yeah, and venues. The Frank Warren tradition. Let's, let's yeah. take it as red. Yeah. Um, the fact the fact that Showtime have announced it, BT have announced it. Yeah. It's, it's as good as done. Yeah. So we've seen. So we saw uh, Wilder get into the into the ring afterwards, yeah. which was and Tyson was as entertaining as ever, and, yeah. and Dante was great. I thought. Um, <laughs> I liked it when Ron McIntosh <laughs> told him off for swearing. Yeah. And Tyson Fury went, "All right, calm down, calm <laughs> down," and then he swore like ten seconds later. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, uh, yeah. So, so what do we think? To, to is it too early for Tyson Fury to be fighting Dante Wilder? And what if if so, why has he taken it? I think he probably is too early. Uh, he's close to he's close in terms of weight. He's right on track, isn't he? This is one of the lowest he's weighed for a long time. Yeah, long he weighed two forty seven against Vlad. Mm. I think he was about two fifty eight. I think the other day. Mm. So he's he's in the region. He's in the region of being where he wants to be. He's had two fights. You'd like to have seen him. 
you know, do the traditional thing, find eliminator, maybe beat a Brazil or yeah. someone like that. And he would be a Brazil any day of the week. Mm. But why has he done it? He's daring to be great. I think he got, you know, I think the cynic in me initially when it was announced, I thought he's cashing out. Mm. He wants to make a few quid and fuck off. But I think he's just daring to be great. I think it's just like, no, I'll, I can beat this guy. He's a bum. I think he looks at me and thinks he's a bum. Mm. He, he's technically shit, like a lot of people think. They think he's a bum. I'm going to beat him. And I'm going to show Joshua that he's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. And then I want Joshua. I think he is. I think he believes in himself. Do you also, f- I, I, I think that there will be part of that. I don't doubt the amount of confidence that Tyson Fury has in himself. I think his old man has come out and said that if it was up to him, he'd rather have another. He'd rather have him a few more fights. Yeah. Which, which probably tells you it's probably somewhere in between the truth. Yeah. Um, where I'm thinking is that if he had, I think this opportunity has arisen because yeah. of what's been going on with Wilder and Joshua and the back and forth. But it wasn't going to be made. Yeah. Or wasn't going to be made in at the time that was originally going to be planned. You know, November yeah. sort of time. Um, and they've looked. They've gone right. Let's say that, uh, you know, Wilder fights someone else and. And loses or tight or he misses that that chance, right? Yeah, it's gone. That chance, that chance will be gone. Yeah, you know, or or Tyson Fury will have to wait until you know the summer to be able to to be able to get something else. You know, yeah. whether that's Joshua or Wilder. So I think I think he's probably had to. I think it's earlier than perhaps they would have liked to. Yeah. Um, you know, not knowing what what was going to happen. You know, because say Joshua and Wilder do do fight. Uh, and like I said that ended up being rematches or two fights where one of them loses comprehensively and then that yeah. fight isn't there now and they've got to start again and get, you know so it all disappears yeah. so I think I think it's probably in the type of right yeah I, you know I, I, I'm off, but I think I can beat him yeah. but also I think we got to have to take it now yeah. otherwise this might be our only chance I think you're right I think because if you I think he's looking long term isn't he yeah. he's looking at the big picture and say he wants to fight Joshua Fury Joshua for all the marbles is the biggest fight in the sport. Mm. It's the heavyweight championship of the world. It's the biggest prize in all sport. And I think he's look he looking and thinking, okay, I'm the lineal champion, but he's got a sketchy kind of grasp yeah. on that. The line- I'm not too sure about yeah. that. He's, he was out for two years, then he retired twice. I'm the lineal champion, but that's it. I don't really move units. Joshua's got three belts. He moves a shitload of tickets. He does pay per views. He's got all the negotiating power. Whereas Fury, if Fury beats Wilder, he's got a belt. Yeah. He's done it on pay-per-view. So when it's time to sit down with Joshua, he'll go, well, I've got this. Mm. I'm the lineal champion, and I've got this. Yeah. And I've got the WBC title, which you really want. So then he's actually got some negotiating power, like Joseph Parker did not yeah. long ago. He managed to get himself 35%. And if Fury can get something like that, that's massive, massive money. Yeah, That's a massive fight. What do you think the split is for Fury Wilder? 50-50? Yeah. Maybe a little bit wilder, mm. a little bit wilder because he's a champion. He's a champion, so maybe a sixty forty. Yeah, him, maybe. But they'll do. They're both going to do really well. Yeah, Vegas money, you know, casino money. So in terms of, so what does this mean for Anthony Joshua? So because what you saw a lot of then straight straight away was people going, Ah, Eddie, how do you feel now? Yeah, blah blah blah. And I'm sure that's part of Frank's thinking as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't it doesn't do anything but good news for Joshua, really, does it? Either way, he get he's got some time now. You know, he's got. I I think they've been wanting to put it off for a while anyway. He Wilder. doesn't want the fight, does he? He doesn't want the fight. No. And it's not that he's scared of him. I don't think he's scared of Wilder. But it's quite well known, or not well known, but it seems to be quite out there that Rob McCracken is not a fan of the Deontay Wilder fight. No. Yeah. Yeah. So remember, it's just a style thing. And I think if you put a gun to my head, I'd probably pick Wilder and beat Joshua. I just, just a style thing. He just hits so hard, and you mm. just everyone saw what Vlad did to Joshua, and I think you just he hits so hard, and if he drops him, he'll get him out of there. Mm. But Josh would be the favourite, and I'd be really—you'd have to push me really hard for a prediction. But I can see why McCracken and even Joshua thinks mm, that geezer. You just don't know with that geezer. So they set this April date. So they said like two dates at Wembley. It's Dylan White. Kid. Yeah, it's so, Dylan White. Yeah, Dylan White's going to fight somebody at the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, because I say what if you're Dylan White and you're looking at that WBC belt being put up against someone who's been out for two years and had two fights against fucking nobody. Yeah. you are livid. Yeah, he's been doing. Yeah, the the Parker win was, was. Say what you want about Daniel White, but he has done everything that's been asked of him, particularly by the WBC. Yeah, uh, and I I feel for him. So yeah, I'm I'm quite, I'm almost glad that that's happening because he gets he'll get Joshua in April now. Yeah, he's gonna get he's gonna have a fight at the end of the year. I don't know who, maybe Dominic Brazil, maybe yeah. some someone like that at the O2. He'll sell it out. He'll make a good amount of money. Probably make you know low seven figures. 
fair play to go do that get a win and then fight Joshua in April mm. that's definitely going to happen now. Yeah. definitely going to happen now. and do you know what let's, let's end this kind of thing This kind, it's a kind of a myth to me that, that I think White's a bit of a myth to be honest I think he's quite good I think he's a top 5 heavyweight but he just went life and death with Joseph Parker who you said you don't rate and it wasn't I don't rate I just don't you said he didn't know what he was good at yeah I just think he just went life and death with White uh, I think he was quite comfortable until the end he was all over the place at the end yeah but I think that's more down to him than perhaps yeah yeah I, I, I take your point yeah. but anyway I, and then if jo- Joshua is going to fight him again he's going to get him out of there again he's going to beat White again and then that's the end of no I don't want White I want White to make his money and do well but I think I think it's kind of a myth that he's a threat to Wilder what or, would your tactics be if you were Dillian White against Anthony Joshua same as last time <laughs> or just basically go for it just be f- just go just for be it aggressive and just be aggressive and nasty, go yeah. for it be yeah, be nasty like, like he, he was, was with Parker, Parker yeah. be nasty you know little nut shots little forearms yeah push 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 the line what do you think Joshua does better now than than he did controls range much better yeah controls his jabs much better his front foot's much, much better he does all the I think there's actually starting to be a little bit of head movement now he's defensively a better fighter I thought you saw that against Parker the referee was the referee in mm. that fight, but it was a very Lennox Lewis type performance, I thought, of Joshua against Parker. He just kept him at range, stuck right hands in his face, and just just almost Vlad Pichko like, just kept him on the outside and just about boxed him and got I thought it was very mature. I thought it was a very, he's a much more mature fighter now. Yeah. And I think I think in a in a white rematch I think he'd probably just outbox him. Yeah. And maybe get him out of there late again. You know. I think White's improved. I think it's shame it might not be as entertaining as perhaps the first one was then, yeah, because because nah, they both had their flaws, didn't they? Yeah, you know, they both had their flaws, and there was that real. Do you think? I think I think Dillian probably hits harder than he does then. Yeah. So there's he, that. Yeah, but, but is he going to land? Is he going to land? Is Joshua going to make a mistake like he did in the second round? No. And I, I think Joshua is just going to keep him keep him on the outside. I think yeah. he's just going to keep on the outside. But the first fight, that's why the first fight was good. Was... But really, you look at, you know, so Povetkin and, and White is, it's acceptable, isn't it? Yeah, it's I fine. mean, I know the Wilder thing is there and that's what everyone wants, but whilst Wilder and Fury are fighting now, you know, Dillian White is the most acceptable fight that you'd want. Who else are you even bothered about Joshua yeah. being in with in April? Anyway, yeah, I don't, no yeah. I, I think I'm not going to dig out Joshua for fighting Povetkin, which is his mandatory. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Dillian White's probably going to be the WBO mandatory. Because uh, he's number two at the minute, and there's no number one, mm. which is always weird to me. Why is there no number one? Just make him fucking number one. That's always weird. Yeah. That's weird to me. Um, What's going on here with Fury then? Because I thought he's on the shot. IBF. Right. Oh, okay. He's fighting Pulev, the IBF yeah. mandatory. So that could come up. You never know. Mm. But if if there's a Fury or Wilder fight towards the back end of 2019, the IBF will go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huey and Pulev. Oh, I'd. Uh... I can say, I, I am convinced. I, I still believe that Huey Fury beat Joseph Parker, but and I think um, he needs. I think there's more to come from Huey Fury. Yeah, he needs to be a bit more aggressive. Yeah, and that's lessons learned. You know, how old and is he's he? Twenty three year old lad. Twenty three, yeah. twenty four. So. Yeah, so there's no rush for him really. There's no rush for. I'd him have him to beat Pulev. Yeah, Pulev's had a hard career. He's had a hard career. He's had a long career. You know, he's I don't. Like, I don't see Fury getting tagged massively. No, no. I... I think it could be one of those. I think he could get jobbed, Fury, to be honest. You reckon? Yeah. Well, it depends where it is. It'll probably be in Germany. I think it is in Germany. I think yeah. it could get jobbed. Not that I don't like slagging up the Germans because they're no worse than the British, but I think he'd get jobbed over there. Mm, all right, well, well, we'll discuss that when we get to it. Um, Frampton. Yes. So, uh, 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 he won a ninth round TKO mm-hmm. uh, against. Um, uh, oh, crap, what was his name? Luke Jackson. Luke Jackson, sorry, yeah, the Aussie. Um, and he uh, looked good. Yeah, I thought he was very good. Yeah. I, l- I love Carl Frampton. He's but like, he looks as good as he did against Scott Quigg. And or, the or, first... Um, Louis Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz fight. Louis, Leo Santa Cruz. I said Louis. Uh, Leo Santa Cruz, yeah. Mm. I, I think yeah, I think he looks fine. I think he lacks. I don't think he has the power that he had at Super Bantam. He was a really good puncher at Super Bantam. He's not that a featherweight. Yeah. But Luke Jackson was hard. Mm. That man was tough. And it came out after that he had perforated eardrum. You know, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, oh, okay. he sustained a perforated eardrum during the fight. 
He's a hard that's man. Fucking painful. He's tough. Yeah. He's a, that's a tough guy, and I think fair play to Luke Jackson. And if the towel wouldn't have come in, he'd have kept going. Yeah, he'd have kept going all the way to the end. So I think absolutely credit to Luke Jackson. You know, Frampton was a class above, dominant. Look, you know, he took a round to kind of look at him, a couple of rounds to look at him. But this was a big night for him. Yeah, he, this is what he's always wanted, and he actually said he said afterwards, didn't he? He said, "I was really nervous." Yeah, he goes, "I was eating a bit of chicken." Uh, he goes, I was eating a bit of chicken and, <laughs> and the, really Joe Saunders have threw at me. Mm. And he goes, my hand was shaking. That's yeah. what he said. He goes, my hand was shaking. And he goes, I don't get like that. He goes, I was just, this was what I always wanted. And yeah. I've, now I've got it. I was just nervous. And Shouldn't sell be fine, though. Yeah, yeah. And this... Um, so let's, like I said, let's, the fight itself was, was right. It's not it much was to, kind be of dis- a, to no. be dissecting. But what what we're interested in now is is Frampton and um, Warrington. And Warrington. yeah. And that's next, and that's that's a tough fight. Every, most people are picking Frampton. They say. Did oh, I just say the Selby? Did I wish the Selby fight? You keep was saying sorry, Frampton. I know. Said I, just, I keep thinking. I've, I do. You know I've read about four articles on Lee Selby this week, just because oh, okay. I'm just fascinated as to where he goes, and, and he trains with um, with a mate of mine, and and oh, okay. I've just heard certain things that. Perhaps, Is he going up to lightweight? Uh, I've heard other things that he might even Jack. Yeah. Oh, so bloody hell. Um, but like I said, that's that's very that's rumors of just people that happen to know him train down that way, it's, but. Um, our very first podcast there was all those rumours about Frampton was dead at the weight oh yeah do you remember before we recorded we had somebody come in and go oh he's dead he's dead at the weight yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. and he ended up outboxing quick massively and yeah. uh, it's just what that's boxing there's always funny rumours um, but Frampton against Warrington is a great fight it's a great fight again Frank doing bits mm. he goes it is on you could see yeah. he was enjoying himself he was wasn't he he yeah. felt like Vince McMahon he was just <laughs> like you could see you know, he was wanting to fire somebody you know, you wanted to do the whole "you're fired" bit. Yeah. Um, he was, he was. Frank was enjoying himself, but everyone would pick Frampton. But Warrington's really improved. Yeah. Frank, Warrington's got real styles. Make him. fights right, and that is great because Warrington is is seventy miles an hour, constant work. Whereas I, I imagine Frank, I imagine it's going to be a little bit like it was with Warrington Selby. I'm not saying result wise, but. Perhaps where you know Warrington comes and does the work, keeps that pace up, and it'll be about Frampton moving him around yeah. and and picking his moments to do what he needs to do. Yeah, Try but slow him down against someone like Warrington. It reminds me a little bit of Sean Porter yeah. in terms of its work rate. It's on you constantly all the time, so it's up to you to move him around to find your space to do the work that the judges are going to see that you're actually doing yeah. something and doing something better than he is, which is so difficult. Whether Warrington is hurting you or not. You know that that's what the challenge is, and that's why I've always thought when watching Sean Porter, where it's just you know the, the people that have beat him, the pe- people that have beat him well, you know, and, and even and Brooke, you know, which it could have gone one way or the other, to yeah. be honest. You know, have that's what they did. You know, they worked it so that they could they could make space to, to show off their own skills. But it's so difficult. Yeah, you've got and, to have great feet. Yeah, it's which he has got. Yes, yes. So. Like I said, the, the, I, it's a great fight. I'm really, really looking forward to that. Uh, yeah. Do we know where that is? Yeah, I don't think we do. Really. No, we don't. I, I, Manchester Arena makes sense. You think? Yeah, because Warrington. Obviously, they've both got huge. They're both massive ticket sellers, so it's it's got to be somewhere in between, doesn't it? Yeah. We're going. Uh, I think we probably would. Yeah, I, I think we go to that, would we? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Who Who would you? I don't know where I could be Team Warrington though. Not. I love Frampton. Frampton yeah. was like in my top five favorite fighters, so I would be Team Frampton all the way. But I like Josh Warrington. I just don't I, like I don't Leeds. Dislike him. Yeah, I dislike. Yeah, yeah. I wanted Selby to beat him. I don't dislike Warrington. I just tend to like the people he's fighting. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't dislike him at all. But I'd want Frampton to win. But I wouldn't pick him with any confidence. You know. Really? Nah, I wouldn't okay. pick Frampton. Like, yeah, he'll win. He'll outbox him and wash him. Nah, not. I think Warrington is exactly the style that could beat Frampton. Mm. Um, you know, he's only losses to Leo Santa Cruz. Leo Santa Cruz could beat him because of range and because of size. Yeah. But work rate as well. But the first fight, the, if, if Frampton fights Warrington the way that he fought Santa Cruz in the first fight, because that was that pace was ridiculous. Yeah. That was hard work and that was about him having to, to be smart. Yeah. Has he got the trainer to do that now? Now, because I think Shane McGuigan has shown over time, a lot of obviously stick when it first came on with... Yeah. with Frampton was because of the situation of how he kind of took over, but I think he's shown now over time with other fighters as well as the Santa Cruz ones that you know he's got a, a very good tactical brain. Yeah. Have we seen enough of Jamie Moore to know that that's the same situation? Because Frampton's at a, play, at a place in his career where he probably doesn't need a trainer. It's about it's, game plan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think? Uh, do you think I think that's Jamie a good Moore? point. I think that's a good point. 
when Frampton went with Jamie Moore, I thought, oh, fuck off. Mm. Like, because Don't... he hadn't done anything at that time, really. And, you know, he's not done a lot. But I had a great a- result with Rocky Fielding. Yeah, I'm actually warming to Jamie Moore, and I actually think, I think he is okay. I think he is, I think he's good enough to get Frampton through the fight. I, I think McGuigan's um, probably a better trainer, better game plan guy. I think Shane McGuigan's from the Adam Booth school of game plans. Mm. He, he's good at pacing a fight and telling telling his fighter the right thing at the right time. I think Jamie Moore's good enough. I think I don't think he'll be a hindrance to Frampton, yeah. I think is the way to word it. Okay. Yeah, I, I think yeah, Jamie Moore's okay. Uh, when I was in Belfast, I saw him sprinting for his flight at the airport. Oh, right, yeah. and he, I tweeted him after, said, did you miss it? And he went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he missed his flight. It was hilarious watching him run around the airport. Was he, he running all right? Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, yeah no was leg fine. injuries. Or... Nah, he oh. seemed okay. He seemed okay. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So, I mean, so, if, so we won't do prediction stuff. We'll do that closer to the time because uh, it's going to be a lot to talk about. But, but, then, but just, it was, but it was exciting to see that yeah. it was the detail the fights were announced and announced in in an entertaining way and it was yeah. a good night no it was a good night yeah. and I was really pleased for Frank because he was you could like I said you could see he was like it is on he yeah. was he was he was feeling himself a bit good it was yeah no it was really really good fair play to him absolutely um, alright so let's catch up on some other bits and pieces that have, have gone in um, let's talk about Jose Pedraza because I was always a big Pedraza fan yes um, after the Stephen Smith fight yeah, yeah. I, was, I was really impressed with after that but then Tank yeah, and I just, I don't know. I expected more from Pedraza as we went along. Yeah, and I mean, Tank Tank dealt with him obviously, but but anyway, he beat Ray Beltram uh, by unanimous decision to win the WBO um, lightweight title. But he's part of this kind of free fight deal type thing to for Lemachenko's next yeah, three opponents. Kind of, yeah, so he's like Bob Arum is doing what Bob Arum does, and he's keeping it all in house. Mm. He likes to keep everything in house. He doesn't really do stuff with with Al Heyman or he might do something with Golden Boy but he doesn't he tends to stay away from the PBC kind of stuff he likes everything in house so it's Pedraza first on that list then Pedraza's next he's gonna fight Pedraza even for fuck's sake yeah it's like I've won a title yeah, let yeah. me have a defence like get us, let us have a defence and it's you know nah you're going in with Loma and I don't know, the sceptic in me thinks you're just trying to keep Lomachenko away from Mikey Garcia and also, if you're trying to think, fuck, I'll make some money. Yeah, let him. Let, he'll make good money against Lomachenko, and that's yeah. the biggest money he'll make is against Lomachenko. Yeah, but you think there's no reason? Make me second on that list of three. Who are the three? So it's Pedraza. I um, I thought I didn't know there was three. I only thought it was one. I no, I think they've was... got. I think they've got kind of a list of, of oh, the next okay. three opponents. Yeah. Really? I think. And I think Pedraza was first. Okay. But if you just, just win a title, let me have a defense somewhere. Yeah, let me yeah, earn yeah. another few hundred. Yeah, grand. but Lomachenko had he had like a shoulder surgery, didn't he? After yeah, and after the um, after his last fight, you know. So I don't know, I don't know. It's I, I he's gonna get the you know the winner of that will be the WBA, the WBO champion. Mikey mm. Garcia will be the WBC, the IBF champion. It's gotta happen, isn't it? You, I don't. Bob Arum will not ever make that fight. I don't. I, it's we needed Mikey Garcia to sign for the zone, didn't we? Really, or we ready? Yeah, he needs to, but but then Bob Arum's got this ESPN Plus thing. Oh yeah, Bob Arum, I just don't see it. I don't see it happening. He, Mikey Garcia chose to sit on the couch instead of work for Bob Arum because mm. he was under contract to him. There is real problems between those two. Yeah, they do true. not like each other at all. I just don't see, which is a shame because that is probably the best. It's the fight, isn't it? It's the fight. Yeah, that guy is like the new power, undisputed power you'd put him above Crawford whoever mm. won that fight nah they're the number one that's it so it's a shame I'm but desperate for Mikey to get that as well I just think he deserves uh, deserves it's probably the wrong word but I just think he is I think he is the best yeah he's a very good fighter yeah. I, him and Errol Spence I would worry about him we spoke about this on the last podcast yeah. I just think the size would be too much I think he dines out on size a little bit what's going on with Spence now what's his next what's his next move he's got his mandatory out of the way yeah. so he can fight wherever he wants you know, it's who would you want for Spence? Uh, winner of Garcia Porter, yeah, which we're about to talk about in a minute. Mm. Let's uh, talk about it now. Um, it's I was I was just looking last night, and uh, they've both been kind of inactive. The pair yeah. of them, Danny Garcia and Sean Porter, stylistically, it's actually a really good fight. You were just talking about Porter and how yeah. he's just pressure, pressure, pressure. I personally don't like watch, don't like watching Porter. Super nice guy, puts me on edge. Puts me on edge watching Porter because I'm like, right, God, he's still going. I'm expecting stuff, and it and it, and it keeps your attention, yeah. and it keeps you like, you know, right, something's gonna happen, but then yeah. nothing really does. No, um, I think he's a bit dirty. Yeah, I like that. 
Yeah, I know. You, I don't. I like guys that move around and. But Danny know. Garcia is not exactly clean cut. No, he's not. But I think it's it's it, this could be a really really good fight. Yeah, I think it'd be a good fight. Because yeah. Garcia's feet aren't amazing, but Porter can be hurt. Yeah, he can be hurt, and Garcia is a decent puncher. He's not a massive puncher at welterweight, but he's a decent puncher. You know, he's got guys out there. He stopped Brandon Rios in his last fight. Danny Garcia. So is this an eliminator? No, it's for the WBC oh, it is for... welterweight title. Oh, of course. They yes. stripped Furman. Yes. Because Furman's been yeah, out, yeah, which yeah. is the right decision. Mm. Keep Furman's not four for 18 months. Yeah. He's got the WBA title still, but Manny Pacquiao's got the regular title. Um, Love a regular title, don't you? Uh, they should be de recognised, the whole thing. Once... Not whilst George has got yeah. one of their belts. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. But I can see Furman, I can see Furman jacking it in, but that's a different thing. It's yeah. a different subject. I think it's a really good fight. I think Paul might beat him. I don't know. I'll be happy for Porter to have another strap. Yeah, yeah. Because then Porter's like that guy that if you beat him, you're a top fighter. Yeah. He's almost like a gatekeeper. Like you're a top fighter. But that level him. above gatekeeper. Yeah. Because normally with gatekeepers you think of European titles yeah. and yeah. Yeah, like he's kinda like the gatekeeper to the elite. If yeah. you want to be a top elite fighter, you've got to beat him. If like Porter's good, he's a good fighter, but if you're an elite fighter, you'll beat him. Yeah. Like Kell Brooks a at that time was a, an elite welterweight mm. he was a very very good welterweight and he moved him around didn't he I thought he yeah. was exceptional in that performance and I don't think Garcia's got the skill set to do that No, I don't think he's going to move Porter around like that so it could just be an absolute slugfest yeah I think it could be yeah I, slugfest I, in terms of just on each other's chest for yeah, most of it for most of it I think Garcia's ever going to get him out of there he'll stop him or Porter will outpoint him but I, I don't think Garcia will win on points yeah yeah, I don't think so. It's a, I think it's a really yeah. Good no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. That's on Box Nation. Um, yeah. And the and I think I'll, I think I think I can see Porter taking that as well. I'm going to go Porter unanimous decision, okay. a split decision. Is that your prediction league prediction? Yeah, because I'm not very really good at tweeting. You're not stuff. very good at it, are you? you? Forget it. Yeah. Um, and then so we've also got. Uh, well, do you know? What? <laughs> right, let's talk about kind of and and triple G right because okay. yes, timing wise, it's going to work out. Uh, it's going to work out but this is probably the best time to talk about it so it's on, it's on BT Sport box office isn't it yeah um, which I didn't know no they announced that on the night I believe oh, oh what with the Wilder and, yeah, yeah, and Fury yeah. oh okay I missed that it was, it was during an advert break oh as soon as it, as soon as yeah. the thing is I switched it off in the end it was during an advert break of the show of the Frampton show and oh, I was they, watching on a, maybe I watched it on a stream maybe that's why yeah it was during an advert break of the Frampton card they announced that it was just like just a throwaway advert kind of thing that was going to be on BT's box office and then on the undercard we've got Lemieux and Spike O'Sullivan that's a cracking fight man. yeah I think thanks for Spike I am because he's wanted a big fight for a while you know he's, he's signed a you know a deal with Golden Boy he, I think it was Antoine Douglas he beat you know he's he's done he's gone over there he's beat someone that they expected to do well and you know, and he's, he's kind of just been kicking about. He thought he was going to get the Golovkin fight, and then Golovkin, like, kind of lowballed him and didn't want to pay him. Yeah, he wanted to pay him like ten percent of what he initially offered him because Triple G didn't want to fight him. He wanted to fight fucking Veins instead. And so, fair play to Spike. And this, the fight with the Mew is the exact kind of right style for him. Yeah, you know, Spike O'Sullivan got beat twelve rounds to nil against Billy Joe Saunders. So that style is just all wrong for him. But Lemieux is going to stand in front of you. I think the only thing is, can Lemieux make the weight? Can he still make middleweight? But then also, you saw Spike get you know, dispatched pretty convincingly from Eubank Junior. Mm-hmm. That's true. So can he can he go with that sort of style? Yeah. Anyway? You, yeah. Lemieux's a massive puncher. If Lemieux mm-hmm. makes the weight, you probably just lean towards him just because he's a ridiculous puncher and Spike style is exactly what he wants. Just yeah. like it. Just like you know, Lemieux style is right for Spike O'Sullivan. Spike O'Sullivan style is all exactly what Lemieux would want yeah and so yeah you would probably just pick Lemieux just because he's the bigger puncher you've got Chocolatito who makes his comeback yeah uh, as well which I'm yeah. a little surprised at yeah yeah but I the, th- I, there was a feeling I thought you thought he was going to check yeah yeah but you think he'd have done it quite soon afterwards yeah you know that tends so to he's, he's fighting uh, uh, Funetes is that how you pronounce it yeah Funetes who's 25 and 5 uh, 5 yeah. yeah so it's just an easy, easy way back in. Mm. Be interesting to see what weight it's at. I imagine it'll be a super fly. Yes. Um, you know, not a fly weight. I think it, was, it is a super fly, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that's his ceiling, isn't it? He can't go any higher than that, and he's at an age where he can't yeah, really come back down, go back difficult. down. Yeah. He's not going to do it. So, 
yeah, I think he, he's going to have this and then he's going to try and take try and get one more big fight out of it. Yeah. Um, but you worry about him, don't you? I, yeah. I, I think once he steps up again, I think he'll lose again. I was hoping that if we did come back, he would just he would go with, with Carrier Fi and have one last swing at a world title. And You wanted him over here, didn't you? Yeah. Well, I did. Wanted, yeah. I, would, I would wanted him over here as well. Just to see, even though he's not the, the fighter he was, just to see those last embers of greatness. Yeah. You know, that'd have been great to yeah. see that. I would have VIP'd it with you. So we've had a bit of undercard uh, on there. Let's, let's very talk, We won't talk about kind of Triple G in detail because obviously we've got time to do that. But front cover of Boxing Monthly this month is Pitcher Claire now prove it. You know, Canelo needs to put drug doubts to rest in the rematch with Golovkin. And it, it's tainted it, obviously. Yeah. You know, so it, in terms of excitement and it still doesn't feel like it's the real deal to me anymore. Do you feel like that as well? Yeah, I do as well. I I, I do feel like a, a lot of the, the things Momentum. gone from it. You know, a lot of people were really upset with the first fight, with the result. You know, the, the card, Adelaide Bird's card ruined that, ruined mm. the first fight. But I thought it was a close fight the first time. Um, you know, the rematch was probably the right thing to do, but, the, you know, the, the drugs thing is just... I'm kind of conflicted about it. I well, like, I'll tell you what, before, like, why don't you let me, I'll ask you a couple of questions that, that was put to, to some other fighters and some other pundits and stuff in, in, in this month's um, edition, right? So, yeah. first question was, does the sanction of the rematch reflect badly on boxing? Yeah, it does, because a fighter's tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs, he's got a six-month ban, which was backdated to February, and he's back in a massive fight again. It's it's not a very good message for people in terms of failing drug tests. I think if you fail a drugs test, it's a two-year ban. Okay. And the fact that he's admitted it, he admitted that, you know, it, it was he's taken responsibility for it. He's not said, yes, I was juicing, but he's taken responsibility yeah. for it and taken a short ban. If he'd have said, no, no, I never did it, he'd have got a longer ban. So it's not necessarily the act. If no. Uh, you know, if they've done it, then then your opinion is they can come back, but yes. those bans need to be more uniformed in terms of, or and more severe. Absolutely. I think, you know, I'm all about second chances. Give yeah. people a second chance, um, you know, but give them, a, give them a year ban, two year ban, and then you can come back. Not six months and oh, you're straight back in because we want you back in Vegas again. Yeah. It's just, it's not right. It's not right. Does it, does it tarnish Canelo's legacy irre- irreparably? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does because he's convicted drug cheat, isn't he? Um, but it's a shame because I love Canelo as a fighter. Mm. I think he's a great fighter. Now I love watching him, but I don't know how to feel about him now. Yeah, you know, you want to give him a second chance. And he, to be fair to him, he's doing Vada twenty four seven three six five, which not many fighters are doing. And in order to in order to to prove you're clean, he's doing everything he can do to prove he's clean. Yeah, there's not much more he can do. You know, so you've. He's signed up for the you know for Vardar and he's done everything. Saying, "Look, I'm clean. I'm going to prove I'm clean." Yeah, you can't really knock him for that. No. So you wanna you wanna go into this second fight thinking, "All right, let's just fresh start. Here we go." It's boxing, isn't it? We'll you know we're all skeptics. Is it still the biggest matchup in boxing in terms of um, quality and commercial appeal? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is the biggest because Canelo is eating a Mexican. So it hasn't dented that in terms of no. of that side. Of Everybody's going to really. watch it. Yeah. We can all go, oh shit, it's bollocks, and mm. you know, or Canelo, but we're all going to watch it because they're both quality fighters, and it's it's number one and number two in the middleweight division. Yeah. You know, Billy Joe Saunders and Andrade are gonna are gonna fight for three and four. Yeah, you know, to prove to prove third, and then you've got you know Charlo as well, um, Jamal Charlo. Yeah. But these are, this is one and two. This is one and two, and you know, if if Golovkin wins, he's got a good argument at pound for pound number one. But if Canelo wins, so is he. All right, and then finally, so. And then we'll, we'll finish on this. But what one thing do each of them need to change to to actually win this fight? Or do they not need to change anything? And, and was Golovkin ridiculously unlucky? Or Golovkin needs to start quicker. Yeah, he didn't start quick enough in that first fight. Those first two rounds, I thought nerves. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Normally, when he starts, normally when he comes, he just comes out to get rid of you. Mm. You know, but. I think he. I thought Canelo, Canelo could be outboxing those first couple of rounds. I thought, fucking hell, he's about to wash him. Mm. You know, and uh, he needs to start quicker, Golovkin. He needs to leave no doubt. Uh, Canelo needs to be more aggressive and needs to take ring centre more. He let himself just go on the ropes and took, I mean, took them fantastically, but took some very, very big shots on the ropes as well. We can't doubt either of their chins now. No. Because Golovkin ate. Canelo in particular, I thought, 
I watching that replay of that left yeah. hook, and I was remember thinking, Good gr- I don't understand. I literally do not understand how someone is still standing. Not even not still standing. Didn't even dip. No, for a guy that got wobbled by Jose Miguel Cotto yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Eight shots from Gennady Golovkin, probably the hardest hardest punch for pound for pound in the sport, and shook his head at him. Mm. He no doubting any of their chins. I don't want to hear any of that shit. Both of them have got iron chins. It will probably go the distance again. Yeah. Um, predictions perhaps we'll save that for yeah, let's next, save for the that, next but, podcast um, and I actually probably couldn't predict it right now yeah. anyway uh, if you want to hear uh, see more of, of uh, answers to those types of questions with the likes of um, uh, Liam Smith and Martin Murray Dominic Ingle Matthew McAleen answering those types of questions it's in this month's edition of Boxing Monthly go out and get it um, uh, Amir Khan obviously is probably the next thing in a couple of weeks he takes on Samuel Vargas on the 8th of September that's in Birmingham uh-huh. um, I mean it's a shame that he didn't get the rounds in last time, but uh, this is where we'll, we'll see with Amir Khan and, and all the roads point to Manny Pacquiao by the sounds of it after this. Yeah, he, he's been talking about the, I don't know about the Manny Pacquiao fight. Yeah, but it's, it's actually got some legs because it's his own. Yeah. yeah, it's possible. It's possible when he's talking about he wants to stay at welterweight. He doesn't want to go up to fight Kelbrook. Which is not going to happen anyway. It's not going to happen. He's yeah. ducking it. Let's, let's make peace with that. Um, yeah, it looks like he just wants to he wants to stay at World's Away. If he beats Samuel Vargas, which you'd probably expect him to, then it's yeah, Manny Pacquiao, probably Malaysia, something like that. Get over there and see if he can finally get that career-defining win that he's always wanted. Yeah, um, there's not much else to really say about it, is it? We no, until we not know really. what's going on. No, not really, not really. The second fight with, with his new trainer... Um, oh, Dan Goosen, is it? Yeah. yeah. You know, obviously after everything that's happened with Virgil, yeah. so I suppose it's just extra time and extra extra work that you can do with your yeah. trainer. Yeah, I think someone like I think time. someone like Goosen's like much better for him. Yeah, much better for him. The, the, to, 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 uh, his age, I think he was like twenty seven when he went to to Virgil Hunter. It was just I got it, I yeah. got why I did it, but someone like Ami Khan should be with a Freddie Roach. You know, someone that's gonna take you back to basics and which is being aggressive. Mm. He's gonna get clipped sometimes, Khan. He's gonna go down. He's gonna get knocked out. But that's him. Yeah. You know, trying to do what on trying to be Andre Ward. It's not gonna happen. No. He's made a good move. You know, get well soon to Virgil Hunter because he's not yeah. a world man. Bless him. You know, I think this was the right move for him. And then finally, the WBSS announced the third division. It's going to be the cruiserweights again. Fighters TBA. We've seen rumours of lists and that type of stuff, which yeah. don't include Gassiev. And I think no. he's confirmed that he's not going to be in it. No. So, I, I mean, that's still, still cruiserweights. Cruiserweights yeah. is a great division. Yeah, it's a great division. You still got Breedis. You still got Dorta Cost. You've yeah. got Andrew Tate uh, to BT, who's with Money Team. You know, he's been kind of ticking over, trying to get a big, trying to get a shot for ages. So. This is this, the cruiserweight's a great division. Traditionally, yeah. it's a great division. So you got no qualms with that? No, no. problem at all with it. Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, and you'd think that, say, Usyk Belu happens, the belts are going to be vacant. Well, this is people's point. arguments, isn't it, in terms of yeah. of what happens with the belts? But if, but it all depends on what's going on. If Belu's going to come down to cruiserweight and yeah, yeah but you hope it's that for his legacy. Yeah, and you want the belts. And you want the belts. You want to, you know, you could beat Usyk at heavyweight, and that's great because yeah. Usyk's qualifier, but not the belts. Yeah. But it doesn't take anything away from that fact. So, so what will happen then? What, how do you see that situation playing out? The belts will be available for. I think for this, the, by the end of it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. I think at least one or two will probably get thrown in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Because one or two of them are going to be a mandatory for something. Yeah. Daughter cost will get a WBA shot. I wonder if Lebedev might maybe might be in it. And also, if Usyk comes in and, and say Usyk does beat Tony, yeah, then that's all about. And with Ring Magazine, everything in there, and he leaves them all behind and goes up. Yeah. Chasing, chasing Perhaps AJ by or... the time the semi-finals come around, all the belts will be available. Yeah, that's a good you'd, point. Yeah. You'd think, wouldn't okay. you? Um, all right. Well, we shall. Uh, we won't talk too much about Bowie Usyk because it's not been made yet. But no, I, I expect it to be made. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like uh, it's the silence is what makes it because they're not talking about it all the time. It makes yeah. you believe that they're talking about it in private. That is brilliant. I was. Bowie Usyk for all the marvels at, at Cruiserweight yeah, is if, great. He has. I really want him to go down to Cruiserweight have a crack at it uh, and I know you know have your own thoughts about Tony yeah. and, and I know you're but do you know what if he was to beat Uzi yeah. you just have to go do you know what hands up you fucking quality I fucking love that yeah that would be that my would 360 tough. degree turn on Tony in the last two complete. years would be completely justified then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right we're going to leave you to it. oh fantasy league prediction uh, league prediction league not fantasy league it's uh, yeah new league tables out we're going to end on Canelo Golovkin but yeah. we're probably going to have the Spike O'Sullivan Lemieux fight in that as well yes, there's three or four more fights Garcia will be in it so there's plenty of swing for there's plenty of opportunity uh, current table is uh, oh is that that's not it where is the current table 
so I think David Tarbuck is still top. He's on thirty points. Yeah. He's. Got... I want to know who's bottom. Who's bottom? Yeah, I think it's my stepbrother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I'm leaving people in, even though they've only done like three or four fights. Oh, okay. Right. Um, but. But so the top 15 are kind of the, the hardcore like, yeah the yeah. people pretty much everyone down to Dino yeah. are pretty much the guys that <laughs> are pretty much everyone that, yeah Dino's like bottom everyone like where am he, I now you're I think you're like 8th or ninth or something you're so below I'm, T I'm I think, just waiting or you're just, just you're out. just level with T it's a bit like how I fight you know they're slower mid yeah. to late rounds and then and then belly flop yeah. on someone towards the end so Tarbuck's got 30 points you've got 90 Right. So you've got a chance. Oh, you just awesome. need a couple of five pointers. Yeah, we'll, I'm three points off the top. Okay. We'll, we'll keep, sort that. I'm keeping this we'll sort that. We've just been discussing the prize for next season yes. as well, which is good. Yes. Uh, okay, so yeah, uh, thanks for listening all the way through. We appreciate it. Uh, like I said, review us on iTunes, good yes. or bad. We've had some lovely good ones, some lovely bad ones yes. as well. Keep it coming. It's like, enjoyable. Uh, like I said, give us the five stars and then tell us what you think of it. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think that's absolutely <laughs> fine. Don't give us one stars. Be nice. Uh, at Bloadabout underscore on Twitter. Uh, Blow about pod on Instagram, facebook.com forward slash B2B pod, and we will see you next time. Peace. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.